0: Welcome to Season 5 of The Foyne Jones Show. In Episode 7, I'm joined by Jamie Pearce of Agency 53. Just a little bit there. Makes all the difference, Charlie. They're a little bit just there. <laughs> OK, here we go. We are back in the studio. It's another day, another recording, and the guests are getting better. We are recording in Brighton. We have got a guest from Brighton. Jamie's with us today. Jamie Pierce from Agency 53. We're going to get to know what Jamie's doing at the moment. We're going to talk about the construction industry. And we'll talk a little bit about Jamie's past, because similar to myself... Um, He's been involved with Builders Merchants him from, from the get-go and that is something which always resonates with me. Jamie, welcome to the show. You a little bit hungover,
1: a little bit tired from last night's events? I'm tired, mate. I'm not going to lie. The, um, the two and a half hours it took to get to Stratford... Um, it shouldn't take that long either, should it? No, it really shouldn't. Like, when you look how far it is. Honestly, it's the most painful journey in the world. Yeah. And if you want to go from Ashford up, it's three times the price. Yeah. So, yeah. But a 90th minute... Equaliser. Is there anything better? I don't think there is.
0: I don't know. Stoppage time winner, maybe.
1: Yeah, I can take that. But yeah. it just, you know, eight unbeaten against West Ham, and they still can't beat us home or away. So I thought it was going to come to the end last night. But you know, good old more pay more pay, more goals. Hero to zero, mate, and uh, we 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 will get on to the main part of the show. But
0: I mean, it was all over the wireless at the weekend about the uh, about Brighton fans being careful what they wish for. Apparently, uh, (laughs) apparently, a small section of the crowd was uh, not happy that you're eighth in the league and not happy that you didn't beat Leeds.
1: It's it's a funny one, and you know I've been a season ticket holder for thought thirty years, so going, going to Halifax on Tuesday night. Yeah, and then get it cancelled, and then go back up on Saturday for it to be cancelled. Sort of, sort of like we've had the bad days. So for me, this is you know this is the good days, and I think the few of the boo boys, probably the the new ones that have come through that haven't seen the pass. and I I don't think it's booing because the team are playing badly because they're not playing badly. I think it's frustration about strikers and not signing the striker. But I also go, well, Morpai was sort of scored six goals this season. You took him out of the team for three games, loses his rhythm. And yeah, probably should have scored a brace against Leeds. But we're creating chances. I'd be more annoyed if we weren't creating chances. Mm. I think what Potter's, you know, the brand of football we've got playing now, I think is fantastic. We had 80% possession in the first 20 minutes last night.
0: At the times I've seen Brighton, I really like the little fellow on the wing from Chelsea. I I really like him. And, and, And the club. It just reminds me of a football club that's being run the right way off the pitch, and it's doing things the right way. I've got history with Brighton that goes back so long. So, so Brighton is one of those few football. Charlie, we will get on to the main purpose of the podcast, <laughs> but we do the football bit now, and put me full of that on. So, there you go. Um, but we do, but we do. We we got history with Brighton in terms of you know when we were both in the lower league, so Division Four, Division Three, as yep. they were. It was the game when you're a London boy from West London. It was a game you wanted to get in August, or you wanted to get it in April. You wanted to, you wanted to make it a day out by the seaside, and and over those years, I've seen Fulham play at the Goldstone, lose at the Goldstone, win at the Goldstone. I've seen Brighton win at the Cottage, lose at the Cottage. I've seen Fulham play at the Withdean I've seen Fulham play you at Gillingham. You know, so 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 I've been on that journey, and and yeah, there there are you know there are memories of drunken trips to Brighton. There are tear ups. There are there are the things that make football what it was growing up on the terraces. So looking at how the club. Nearly lost everything, which Fulham did. Yep. You know, we were nearly Fulham Park Rangers. Now, you know, and so we nearly went out of business. Um, Jimmy Hill saved the club with a, with a with a manager that went to Brighton, Mickey Adams, and he took a lot of a lot of the Fulham players down there. Chippy and Calip and Morgs yeah. went down, and. You know, they got us promoted from the old fourth to the old third. That summer, similar to what happened to Brighton, this crazy Egyptian man from Harrods bops along. He says, you know, I'm going to buy this football club. I'm going to to turn you into the Man United of the South. We thought he was bonkers. He says he's going to get to the Premier League in five years. He got us there in four. You know, we stayed up for thirteen years. How dare we? We got to a European final. We were we were seconds away from a penalty shootout. And the, I don't know if you know this, fella. a fella called Aguero dipped his shoulder, whipped it into four land, and we we got beat in stoppage time in the Europa League final. So so, Fulham have been on that journey. we we're, we're now. Too good for the championship, and probably it will depend on our signings whether we hold our own in the Premier League. But, Jamie, I kid you not, there were Fulham fans this week. We've scored more goals than any other team in Europe. We are comfortably top of the league. If we beat Scotty Parkers Bournemouth tomorrow night, we go well clear of them.
1: We drew, how dare we? We drew two games on the bounce. The fans are turning, saying it's not good enough. What do they want? Isn't that not what you just love about football, though? Like... You can have every, a football fan is so fickle that you can one minute you can absolutely love your team, yeah. and the next minute, because you haven't scored, you're like you're the world's worst. And I think for Brighton, you've got to get some perspective on it, mm. you know, a bit like Potter still at the weekend, you know, a bit of a recap about where we are because where we've come from to where yeah. we are now, we've almost you're reassessing about what we were fourth after f- six games. And people were going, oh yeah, Europe, yeah, we're going to a European tour. And you go, no, think about mm. where we were because you know we were at Hereford last game of the season, and we have lost that. See you later.
0: See, I've been through that emotion, right? Yeah, I, I went to I went to Torquay to what, and Fulham had to win. Fulham had to win to stay in the Football League, right? Fulham lost. Another team lost by more goals. Yeah, they went down. We stayed up. Well, you, know, yeah. you know, next year Ian Bramford gets sacked. Mickey
1: Adams comes in, like. Gets us up, our fire.
0: But, but it's so small margins. Yeah, yeah.
1: And you look at, you know, when Stora scored the last goal at the Goldstone, you could argue that actually, if that hadn't scored the week before, you'd, there'd have been, because there was so much momentum being built, and actually, the fans had so much to do with it because of what happened. So we won't go into that because that's a whole different episode. <laughs> that's but an, episode. That's an, an gonna...
0: episode in itself. But what I would say, great football team, great fans, great stadium. Uh, I love it when when Fulham play at, play at the Amex because, you know, it means I can bring half of my half of my family, all the people I grew up with to wherever I am. It'll be Lewis, yeah. New Haven, Louis, you know, and, and they will go to the game and, Fair play. You know, we win some, we lose some. There's no real rivalry between the teams, but it's just, uh, it just take, it genuinely does. It takes me back to being like 15, 16 years of age and first being able to go away with the big boys yeah. and just getting up to stuff you do at football.
1: I love Craven Cottage. For, a, for an away day, there's it's nothing the best better. Because it? you, you walk down the river, it's an old stadium, it's a proper grounds... And you're coming from Putney, which is a and, beautiful place. And we usually do really well up there. Uh, you do, you do to be fair. So actually, yeah, you it's, know, it's, it's one of those We won't that- mention the, um, the knockout and Lewis dunk scenario a couple of seasons ago when you went 1 0 up and we absolutely destroyed your second half, but we'll leave that for another day. I, I think there was one when we were like
0: 3 0 down at half time and we, we won. Um, yeah, I don't remember that yeah, one actually. That, and that was one that was that was that was in a season we weren't doing too well. But oh mate, I, I can take. Oh, gee, we could go on and on. So some did. of the ones from the early days, day, days are really cool for me. But let's let's move on to 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 where you are right now, Jamie, and what you're doing at the moment. Yeah.
1: So, um, agency fifty three. So, marketing made simple, um, which with the construction sector isn't always the case. Um, but for us, it's really sort of educating construction and pushing it forward into sort of the 21st century. You know, my background's marketing, especially when builders, merchants. You know, for us, it's about helping construction, you know, push forward and getting noticed using marketing creative content um, with the pure purpose to sort of interact with, you know, our clients, with their customers. Um, construction last year was, you know, I'm sure you're aware, was absolutely mental, you know. Mm. It was non-stop. You know, consumers, you know, were sort of wanting to do DIY projects as well as, you know, people, normal, you know, the builders, when I push you through and actually get the extension done. And I just, I sort of had like a, like a realisation that I've always wanted to sort of run a marketing agency and work with my, my business partner. And we've always done small projects together. And I just rang him up sort of late September and said, if we don't do it now, mm. we're not going to do it. And he said exactly the same thing. So we went to uni together. We met on the first day. So like the Agency 53 concept, everyone goes, why why 53? And the principle is we spent for six hours in a Starbucks in Horsham going through the branding. And I just said to him after about six, I said, what about like Agency 53? You know, we used to live at 53, at uh, the house in Southampton. And he was like, Absolutely. And it sort of, it fits nicely because it's the journey of where we started to where we've got to. You know, best mates, I was, um, you know, usher at his wedding, I was a godfather to his kids and it just felt right. Mm. So we've come together, launched it in January, you know, as a full service agency. He's a graphic design creative director by trade, obviously my marketing background. And it's, yeah, just, I just felt there was a niche within construction to actually provide a service and like an education about how we can help merchants go forward because mm. it is a very traditional sector you know 10 years ago they said to me if you got an e-commerce platform mm. I'd say a lot of them actually didn't but Covid sort of pivoted and they've actually had to do that
0: and I think we saw we saw the world wake up. I mean, yeah. you know, first of all, the the, the story behind Agency Fifty Three. Charlie should turn it into a song, <laughs> because it's it, it's songwriting there. There's a real story behind yeah. it. You know, we we met at uni. We lived at Fifty Three. But actually, there's trust there. There's friendship. There's yeah. there's there's a chemistry that you can't. You know, I I, I spent. I mean, Foyne Jones is hundred percent mine. It's been mine for three or four years, four or five years now. But me and Foyny met working for Travis Perkins when we were like 17, 18 years of age. Yeah. And um, you know. That was when I when I had my eureka moment in the, I was London sales director for Juicer and I was 27 years of age. Um, it was becoming very Sangoban corporate-led. It was an amazing opportunity. I think I was the youngest grade two director in Europe at the time for the, the business. So, so you had everything that went with that, and you were getting pushed and pushed along. And I, and I went through a stage where I didn't want my boss's job, and I was falling out of love with what I was doing. And um, I had my eureka moment. And when I had my eureka moment, driving down the M40, uh, somewhere near Oxford Services, it was, I know what I can offer, I know what I can do. I also know what I'm not very good at and I also know what I need support on and who do I trust, who can, yeah. I, who can I go with. That's where Foyne-Jones was born. It sounds like that coffee shop in Horsham had a lot of those conversations. Absolutely.
1: So, you know, very much, you know, I, in terms of, like, sort of developing re- relationships and actually working with people is my really strong point. Like I, I can talk and, like, and understand and get people to understand from a different points of view. That's my forte and sort mm. of marketing and going forward with it. His is very much actually delivering it. So from a you know a web perspective, a social perspective, and it just worked. Yeah, you know, and it okay it worked because we've been best mates since we were nineteen. You know, but family families are close, but also we've got lots of common yeah. interests and goals, and it just. It just worked.
0: Yeah, and, and and you get that, and then something else you said, which I uh, which I think really the listeners should get this, and it's and it's so important because so many people look back. I, I own a specialist recruitment business, and you, you see people that are on the hamster wheel. You know, they're just going through the motions, and they're they're not happy, but they're always going to be not happy because they they're not going yeah. anything to change it. You know, I'm putting on weight. Well, you got to change something. You know, yeah. you've got to run more, eat less, drink more. You know, you've got to, you can make those changes. But in your career, when it's those life-changing moments, it's easy to play it safe. You know, stick or twist syndrome, yeah. 90% of people stick. 95% of people stick. But if you twist and you go for it, and you ignore the fact that what if it goes wrong, what if it goes right? Yeah. And, you know, so you, you could spend a lot of time not doing it. You've gone for it. You're, you're up and running.
1: You loving it? Absolutely. Do you know what? I kind of wish I'd have done it sooner. Yeah. But what I do miss is actually working in the merchant. Mm. The buzz, the feel, the people. I mean...
0: People don't get this because I I have this emotion. They go,
1: what do you miss
0: about a six o'clock start in a cold yard with a lorry driver grinding at you? I said, I love it. It's It's, what I'm about. It's a
1: relationship industry. And until you work in the sector, I don't think you really understand it. I mean, I was at the um, BMJs, the Builders Merchant Journals, on Friday. First time everyone's got together for like two years. Do you know what? There was such a buzz in there. It's just nice to see people. And because they're not... Sort of colleagues become friends and they become part of the family. That's that's Mm -hmm. what it is. People do business with people. And that's what the industry is about. It's about working together and pushing forward. So so let's so let's let's take this what you what you're doing so
0: so marketing for the construction industry yeah. and and when when we put together like the the script which we brilliantly ignored yeah. which is always we, the best way yeah, to ignore yeah. the script and just just talk football sorry Charlie no, he, he, <laughs> no, he, you know we we just roll with it we just roll with it so so I actually put down and I was and I was thinking about the best way of best way of describing and waking industry up so you're you're putting marketing's content marketing strategy marketing plans in place for what I and I lovingly mean this so you know the haters can hate but it is an old school old fashioned industry in terms of its approach how how do you see it starting to wake up what what well, do you do
1: I think the the, 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 first, the bit of your first point there are two markets you've got at the moment you've got the first generation that started the businesses so the fathers, maybe first generation, that started the business and they started it and they're going into the branch. They're spending three hours a day in branch. They're having a coffee with you know Stan on the on the counter. They're quite happy getting their um, plans printed. They're probably doing that journey four, five, maybe six times a week, probably wasting 10 hours, but they don't see it as wasting. Whereas you've got the sons and daughters coming into it, second generation, that are going... Not being funny, Dad, but why do you need to spend sort of seven hours of your work and week in the merchant? When actually you've got the ability to click and collect, you've got the availability to actually have your plans on PDF. You can click and collect on a roof. You know, I want to be able to specify a time. And that's the emerging market that's coming through. Mm. So a lot of people say, why digital marketing? And I go, well, because digital marketing has the potential to achieve incredible results at such a low cost in terms of ROI, that increasingly businesses are going, right, yeah, this is something we need to look at. And actually, with our perspective, though, twofold, I've come from the merchant background into an Mm -hmm. agency. I know what works, what doesn't work, and how best to, to lay it across... In layman's terms, because that, that's, that's what part, it is.
0: That's part. That's part it's of an education. The part part of that educational piece is is landing it within within the branch, landing yeah. it within the key. Because the key stakeholders are John on the counter, yeah. Jane on the telephone, you know, and, and it is Becky in the yard. That if they're if they're buying into the concept yeah. of what you're doing, they all come with you. But that is leadership. That is communication. And and it, and it are those areas which and I, I was talking to Bart. But you know Bart, Bart. Bart 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 was in the last episode. Also a really talking, nice
1: guy. Yeah, great teeth. As well. Really, oh right well. well.
0: Best, best teeth <laughs> in merchantly, mate. I, I said that to him. But, but 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 again, you know, MP Moran, boy and man. right? so he's been on that journey. So so you can see where he is now and he's putting up putting up amazing results at, with the HSS implants. But when you when you hear him talking about, you know, the buzz of a branch, the the, the feel of a branch, you know. And we're all looking for that. We're all looking yeah. for that moment. So, so, I grew up in, a, in an era of merchanting in the, in the 90s, late nine, mid to late 90s and early 2000s, where some of the managing directors, CEOs, and leaders of today were at junior level, you yeah. know, and they were running a branch, working in the yard, managing a sales team. And they, and they sort of pulled people with it by luck, by judgment, or whatever. And you, you see how things have evolved. Consolidation's changing everything you know you, you know that as well, probably probably, probably as, as as good as anyone uh, Consolidation's is changing everything you know I used to have a hundred customers. customers i 've now got twenty five customers I might have more I might have less but but you see you see lots of change from a recruitment perspective from a marketing strategy and the power of content there's there 's so many different angles to explore when you 're talking to your 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 partner, your client, the businesses you're working with. You know, those discovery meetings, they, they must be so amazing because you're looking at everything the business offers, aren't you?
1: Do, you? do you know what I really love is when you see the penny drop Yeah, and they go, I get it. And, I, you know, I say to them, look, I know you want to run before you can walk, but actually let's, let's think about, because nine times out of ten, when you go to them and they start saying this is what you want, what they actually want Is in what they need. And you sort of go, right, what are your aims and objectives? What do you want to achieve? How are you going to measure the success? And that's when they start looking at it. And I say, you know, like it or not, the world is becoming increasingly digital. Mm. I mean, we've come into the studio today, no key. Charlie's got it on his phone. He's got a magic phone. Yeah. But that's that's the...
0: so you see, when I grew up, right, if that was on a TV show, you'd go, that can't happen.
1: Yeah. You know. But if you, you got to the point now, from a merchant perspective, look, if you ignore digital going forward, you are going to be left behind mm. because your audience are now growing up with it, so you haven't really got a choice. You are still going to have your traditional sort of customer who actually wants to come in. But it's going to be ever decreasing. You just look at the market at the moment in terms of the skills gap coming through. There's an issue because it's not been sorted for 10 years. Mm. And the 10 years it's been waiting, HGV drivers have been a problem for 15 years. But people aren't making up to it. It's only now... A, there's a real issue
0: we we did a whole episode one you know back to this episode one damien damien waters b-i-k-b-b-i Stephen johnson Kuka uk um we did a whole episode about the the apprenticeships the skills yeah. gap you know the the fact that we're, we're putting all of this money into r&d and we're developing amazing products amazing solutions you know beautiful 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 lifestyles but the, there's no one to install and and that and that isn't a quick fix that's a five to ten year fix and, um, and and you can see that you can see that as an opportunity but the the digital marketing footprint the e-commerce footprint the online trading more and more of the the, the conversations i'm having Probably with some of the same businesses you are, yeah. but but that, the conversation I'm having is about you know we need a digital marketing manager, I need an e-commerce manager. I don't actually know what they want them to do or what they what they are, but they, but they know they need them. Yeah, and there is that wake up, and and I do think the pandemic helped to an extent because you know we were we were forced digital, we were forced, but that also creates lots of bad content. It also creates lots of bad 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 marketing just for the sake of marketing. So, That's where your challenge is. So, it's to... Focus on what good looks like. The,
1: the term is content Content is king. Well, actually, I'd say content isn't king. Good content is the stuff that you need because you can put out tons of content. You could put out sort of 40 posts a week. But if none of them are, are any good or relevant, then what's the point in having the content? You might as well always get do two things really well, then do five things badly, yeah. and consistently do those two oh, things absolutely. well absolutely. consistency yeah. is the is a big message on it well
0: that, that makes a difference with everything you do it becomes, yeah. you know if, if it 's fitness or sport, it becomes muscle memory, so it becomes oh, second right. nature but but then it 's developing the good habits and i don 't imagine if agency fifty three could could help a merchant you you start with what do they want to achieve what where, where do they want the message they want to send yeah. out and and I get indeed I'm, I'm not on that side of the desk, but looking at it through the eyes of their customer's customer's customer and work backwards, that's where the pressure points are. Yeah. You know, you said it there, you know, I'm going to give up four and a half hours of my day or four and a half hours of my week to go in and out because I'm disorganised. The construction industry, God bless its soul, is by nature disorganised. It's lastminute.com. Yeah. And that's that's education, isn't it?
1: And also, I think, you know, in terms of service, the, the reason why the term service is so applicable is because... They are because people are unorganised. So actually, you bring up on a Friday night, so they can have delivery Saturday morning. If it was organised, they wouldn't have that. But that's part of the service that you give. But going forward, click and collect from a from a lifestyle well being point of view. From sort of the pandemic, if you could give them back six hours to spend with their family, would they take it? I'll shut you out right now. Exactly. Of course yeah. you would. Or fish bump, or whatever we're allowed exactly. to do. You know, no. we'll, we'll do we'll do whatever we can. And that's the beauty about sort of you know with sort of digital now, you know. You can you can advertise to such a specific demographic, write down to sort of their interests yeah. that you couldn't do. Sort of. But and this is something that you, you're, it's
0: not just your job. This is something you're passionate about. It's, oh yeah, because you're coming to life when you, and you can see this. And yeah, yeah. I love this. We guess is it is when it's like it's like when you get onto something. You, you see how someone comes to life talking about their football team, and then and then you know you can see how they're coming to life talking about their business, and you're talking about the the strategy behind the marketing. That 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 energy, that passion, that's where I, I've got no doubt that the, the owners, the entrepreneurs, the people whose money it is, the people yeah. whose who's, who's, who's bonus or, or responsibility is on, on delivering, they're going to buy into that. And that, that's why you're being successful.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for us, I mean, for, as, as, a, as a business, the most rewarding thing for us is actually educating the customer, working yeah. with them long term. And actually because everybody does, you know, you can do one-off projects, but if you come into a, a, a partnership and you start educating them, and actually, if, say you, they do leave in a year's time, but you've imparted a little bit of knowledge, so actually they're better off afterwards. That, to me, is brilliant. You know, and then we deliver on great campaigns. That, for me, is a sort of a tick about. And, and I think I was saying to Mike the other day, I think sometimes you've got to sit back and actually just assess what you've done, in a year, it's difficult to do that, You know, I, and it is. I,
0: I, was, I, I was kind of because I'm Charlie, when I've got so many different ideas, and I'm like, right, recruitment, we're doing this, okay, right, yeah, we, okay, we will do that digital storytelling. Yes, we can film the film celebrity chef cooking. So, you're, you're having, I'm almost having three different conversations continually yeah. with everything else that's going on. But then, you know, earlier this week, I just stood back, Jamie, and I just looked at some of the amazing recruitment my business has done this year. And I then took that and I thought, right, there is a story I can tell about that. Yeah. And then there's a video I can do about it. So there's, so in the work we're already doing every day, there is content, there is marketing, there is stories, there is videos, there is creativity. And I, and I bet this happens to you. You sit down with your potential clients in a room like this, you're doing your bike, well, we're not interesting, we don't do anything, like, you know, we've got nothing to so, say. And that, that's
1: where you have to shake them and bring them to life, isn't yeah. it? Even, even a, a typical drop to a customer and they go, well, we do that sort of 20, 20 25 times a week and you go... Yeah, you do. But that content, because you're meeting 25 different touch points, mm. you can deliver that. So you could have, you know, a short video that, that actually you can sort of push out and you can cut it in so many different ways, shapes or form, which is where sort of the big role of content creation is starting to come in because it really is impactful. Yeah. You know, if you've got a choice of reading a five-page white paper or a consumer two-minute video, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. And, that, and that's the reality, and that, that's the reality as well. And, and, and the game is changing; and the game's never going back, and we all are evolving. So, I think from a from a first half of the podcast, Charlie, we, we covered a lot there. But but I want to give you give give you some agency 53 time. So, I'm an independent merchant, right? Yes. I've got three branches in the Midlands. I'm not sure what I should be doing about my marketing in 2022.
1: What can you offer me? How can I get in touch with you? How does it all work? So, you know, we're open to anyone. So. All- what I would say is, you know, the door is always open. If you're looking for sort of a chat or just sometimes just want to talk to someone and just understand what it is that you think we need and maybe we can see you in the right direction, then we're, we're only a phone call away. I think, you know, don't get me wrong, I love Zoom. It's got its purpose, but I'm more than happy to come up, talk to you, speak about what you can achieve, what you're looking to do. It could be that you've got a new e-commerce setup up that you're looking to push through. So whether it be a web building design social media management and content creation or if you're looking more of a look of a brand overhaul you know we we can help you you know we've got and
0: you, you are taking the pain away you're taking the, the complexity away digital marketing isn't a, it's not a dark art it's not it a dark it is not a dark art right so so that that's something which of I think I think we've got to re reemphasize and I love that you know yeah we I mean we pioneer world leading video technology right it's what we're all about but, but there's nothing
1: better than meeting people for oh, real. absolutely. You know, if, if you say to me, look, I just want to have a chat for a couple of hours, would you mind coming in? Absolutely. Mm. You know, because it's... I go back to a, it's a people business. Yeah. Actually sitting down, talk to you, getting into the branch and actually assessing what you can actually do. And, you know, we all... Everyone goes, oh, it's always about budget. And you go, it's not about budget. It's about investment. Yeah. And a lot of the time I hear, it's a cost, it's a cost. It's only a cost if you want it to be a cost. But what you don't see is the investment that you put in and what you get, get out of it. And that's the beauty of digital marketing, is that actually all the analytics are there.
0: And we're recording today in, in one, of the, one of the greatest hubs for, for all things creative and digital in the south of England.
1: So, Well, so, some would argue the best city uh, in the UK.
0: I, I mean, I, I, I would say that Fulham, for me, will always be home. You know, yep. I'm from there. I'm born and bred. 30, 35 years of my life there. My wife's family are there. So, 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 you know, I am Fulham, and I'm old school Fulham. But we moved to Sussex. I tell this story a lot. We moved in 2010, and and I think it's one of the most beautiful places in the world oh. to live. I love it down here, mate. I love it down here. Um, you know, it, it won't stop me cheering really loudly when Fulham turn over Brighton, but. Let's hope that happens again next season in the Premier League. Jamie, great start to the show. When we come back after the break, we are going to be talking about Go Construct. We'll be talking about the next generation of merchants and construction professionals. And we will wrap things up with a closing message. Thank you so much, mate.
1: Ladies
0: and gentlemen, boys and girls are you ready? The digital revolution is no longer a spectator sport, it's game on. The magical art of storytelling is the future. Social, content,
1: branding, podcasts, video marketing and virtual 360 tours. This is Jones Digital.
0: Jamie, here we go. Right, second half of the show. We, we have spoken about Fulham's victories against Brighton. Apparently, we've occasionally lost the odd match. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that and just say you're in a better league than us at the moment. We're, hopefully, we can play again next season. And contrary to press reports of AC Milan, Juventus, Barcelona, Real Madrid and PSG, I think we, Alexander Mitrovic, will still be wearing a number nine shirt for Fulham next season. That's so. what I believe. The boy's on fire. He's putting up records. I oh, think he hasn't scored. For two games, so you know, he's but we've got a big game tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow night. We've got Bournemouth at Craven Cottage, so let's see where that pans out. Who you got the weekend?
1: Uh we've got Southampton. Home or away? Away. Going? Uh, I've got a wedding, unfortunately. Ah. There you no, go. I say unfortunately, it's yeah. a friend of mine, really looking forward to it. But also, you can't beat an away day.
0: Uh I mean that's a nice one for a Brighton fan as yeah. well, isn't it? Just a long it's coast a, so.
1: It's a Local derby, which is never a local derby in a month of Sundays. Yeah.
0: I mean that's I mean we, we have we have so many I mean if you if you walk ten minutes in any direction from Fulham, you go to Queen's Park Rangers or Chelsea. So so you know, we we are in a borough of football teams and here's but, one
1: here's one for you then. On, If you had to and say Fulham were off the table, who would you support? Lewis. No, I mean I'll give you, okay. I'll give you Re- Queen's Park Rangers. Oh. or Chelsea? Chelsea. Wow. And I'll
0: tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because you really uh,
1: hate QPR. I, I, I,
0: I, like, so I come out in a rash if I go past Hammersmith Broadway, and that puts you <laughs> near Shepherd's Bush, right? So that, that's, that's, the, that's, that's part of it. When I went to school, uh, we didn't like the schools from Hammersmith Shepherd and Shepherd's Bush, they didn't like the schools from Fulham, but the bigger, bigger reason is that where I grew up at Fulham Broadway and Fulham Road, I could hear the shed singing Carefree out of my bedroom window, you know, I was much closer to Stanford Bridge. Yeah. That was in the days of dog track. That was when Chelsea was Chelsea. You know, yeah. Kerry Dixon, David Speedy, you know. Um, so my granddad had a market stall down Firm Road Market. And if I used to pull the barrow out, he'd give me three or four quid and I could go and watch either team. So yeah. I used to be a pound a day. Go and watch Chelsea in the first division. You know they'd be playing Liverpool, Arsenal. Um, didn't really care if they won or lost, but I used to watch them. Then the next week I'd go and watch Fulham play Mansfield Town in the fourth division. So very different, different experience. You say that,
1: but there's nothing better than sort of lower league football. Oh mate, still, there, there, there is And
0: Fulham were always my team, and the story behind it, and people who listened to the previous. Five, four seasons, we'll know the story behind this already. Is um, is my granddad used to follow both clubs, and most people did that back then. They'd go full on one, which else in the others. But he was also quite a character. Um, I'd use that word as best I can. He was a character from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and uh, he came out of. Um, he was in a he was in a drinking club, Fulham drink, Fulham conservative club on Charles Road, where a lot of the characters from the market used to drink. And he just spent a bit of time in Her Majesty's custody uh, in Her Majesty's prison. And I um, was in a betting shop, and Johnny Haynes and a couple of Fulham players walked in, and they started talking to him. And Johnny Haynes at the time was England captain. You know, he's Fulham captain, England captain. And he gave my granddad a score, and he said, yeah mate, like, take that. Keep, yourse- keep yourself out of trouble. Come and watch us at the game. But you know, good luck. Good luck. Now you're out. Don't do the wrong thing." Um, he became a Fulham fan. I wouldn't say he necessarily took Johnny Haynes' advice, but, you know, he, 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 from that moment, he was a Fulham fan. So, I went to school. You would have walked through Putney through Bishop's Park. My school was in Bishop's Park, St Mark's School, Fulham. There was four Fulham supporters in my year because we were in the fourth division and everyone else supported
1: Liverpool. Yeah.
0: Right? Or, or Chelsea. Exactly the same um, when I was growing and, that, up. <laughs> and that's the world. So, you would have been through that as well. Yep. Right? And um, we are where we are now. I think that, in answer to your question, I would go Chelsea. I, I don't have the animosity to Chelsea like a lot of Fulham fans do. One, because of how close we were, but also we never played each other. Yeah. I, I have one, one, one last wish as a Fulham fan. I've seen us play in Europe. I've seen us play at Wembley. Nearest I got to Wembley before was Wembley Market, but I've got to Wembley and I've seen us win a playoff final. I've seen us in the Premier League. I would love to see us win at Stamford Bridge. Never done that. I've only seen this beat Chelsea once in my lifetime. Lewis Barmolte scored after five minutes, oh. and we held on. What a player! He's back at Fulham now, but we held on for ninety-five minutes. Like generally, we did. Yeah. We were like, but we won one-nil. But we've had some like you did last night. I remember a Carlos Bacca equaliser. Do do do, Carlos Bacca, New Year's Day, ninety-fourth minute, made it one-all in front of the away. Was uh,
1: Steve Malbran still playing?
0: Steve was playing. Um, we had um, we had Sylvain Legwinski. Oh, we had, had uh, Thomas Rosinski. We had Brian McBride up front. It was a it was a Premier lower Premier League team. Yeah, Yeah. For our Premier League team. But but that's where we are. So, we are going to talk about the different pathways, different evolution. I'm trying to seamlessly link that from football. I don't know (laughs) if I've done it all right. I really don't. But... I came through the ranks at Builders Merchant and I've been running my own business for 19 years now. You've come through the ranks at Merchants in with marketing, and you're doing your own thing now. I noticed the post you put out with about Go Construct and yeah. you know, the opportunities to get people into the sector. And, and what I loved was all the different pathways and the routes in. Let's bring that to life because attracting the stars of the future is something I am so passionate about. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a difficult one. You know, construction as a whole is never seen as a, you know, a great industry to be seen in, apparently. Um, And I can't stand it. I hate the stigma that construction is is a horrible place to be. You don't realise how lucky you are to be in this industry until you're in it. It is a great industry. As I said before, it's a people industry. Whether you're on site, whether you're in the yard, whether you're in marketing, in finance, in IT, there's a job for everyone. And it's such a great place to be. I think the one thing that's been missing... Is the programme to push through, to actually get the kids from 13 to 17 to 16 to 18 in and get them encouraged. Because at school, it's a go to university, do this. But actually, you can now start an apprenticeship, go away to master's level, earn while you learn, and... Don't come yeah. away with a £60,000. I mean, J-
0: J- Jack, the lad O'Connell, who works for me, um, and again, you know, this story always makes me laugh. He's banks with my, my youngest son, Henry. He came in for two weeks' work experience during the first lockdown, yeah. never left. Yeah. Um, he's doing a four-year degree apprenticeship, you that's, know, that's so he'd he done really well at Baz Vic, so he's, he's a clever kid, you know, and but he's, he's a down-to-earth lad, really suits what we do, but he's doing a degree apprenticeship, yeah. you know, so, so he's brilliant. and we give him a day off a week, and he, he's with University of West London, and and... We had we had Damian Waters on. He was saying something which was so good. He said, "I went to an all boys school in in, in, uh, in Greenwich, you know, South East London." And he said, "Most of my classmates were the and sons, yeah. you know, JJ J. Roofing and son, you know, Mickey, Mickey's Pierce Plumbers and son." Yeah, yeah, He said that, and that was the generation we were thought that's where they went. Now construction and merchanting is competing with the dot com industry. It's competing with media. It's competing with everything, can not it? Absolutely. So, so it has to create those pathways, and that's something that. I guess you were, as a young merchant ambassador, and the work you did with the BMF, that, that would have been something you were passionate about then as well. Yeah,
1: so when I was uh, BMF chair whew, five, six years ago, that's one of the big, big things for me, sort of going out into schools and mm. actually actually talking to them normally. Like, not yeah. not talking at them, but actually, because <laughs> that's what happens. Actually talking to them, just getting them to understand. Funny enough, you, when you talk
0: to a room full of the kids, they don't listen if you talk at them.
1: Oh, never, No, never. But... That was one, one big driver for me. And I always found the kids really wanted to actually listen and engage, whether it was a brick and block on the stand or there was a video that they were talking about, whether it would be a, sort of, you were looking at a development going up. But the problem was always the parents coming in and saying, actually, my son's going to be this, my daughter's going to be that. And you go, give them the opportunity. Same with football coaching. The problem was never the kids on the pitch. Okay. When I
0: used to coach at Fulham, I used to have them from the... Roughest, toughest cancer estates, or dropped off by their nanny because their dad was a leading, yeah. well, leading surgeon. Right when they're on the and pitch, nothing in between. When they're on the pitch, nothing matters. No. You know, it was absolutely wonderful. The challenges with coaching is is parent management. You know, and that, and, the, and the FA are doing doing well with that. And that is the educational piece because it can't just be the school. It can't just be potential sectors. It, you do need yeah. parents on board with it as well.
1: So that that's the one thing I've always found. Was missing in terms of the link coming through. Where do you go from an apprenticeship all the way through to going through? Mm. Construction Youth Trust, they've actually got pilots around London at the moment where kids that are in a, a trade at the moment, which are a bricklayer between 16 and 18, they give them almost like a, a platform to actually go into an apprenticeship for eight, nine months and actually get them to go on. If they don't like it, they leave, mm. but it gives them the platform because the issue is they're doing it at college. There's no yeah. next line to go on. So with what Go Constructed do, they put out some fantastic information um, on possible routes into the industry because they could be vocational and they could be, you know, actually they are better with their hands than they are with their head. But actually it just takes them a little bit of time to understand what they're looking at. I'm more visual, so like... I will definitely pick more more things up visually than I do reading it. See, Just... yeah. so, see
0: I've got so I've got two boys. Harry's twenty-three and he's uh he's he's very academic and very bright and if he applies himself he'll be an A star student and yeah. be whatever he was, but the application area's the the thing there. But very bright, very creative. He's a couple of floors up to be fair. He's here he's here as we he's here now. But Henry, the younger one, was really dyslexic so he struggled with traditional learning and you know, he really battled at school so as a youngster, he would be the, if you were visiting the school, he'd be the one opening the door for you taking you around, showing you all the place. anything to get him away from a book, anything to get him away from reading and he's kind of look at how, they, how he puts different strategies in to learn and you go through all the emotions and he's doing something now which is you know, one of the most courageous and inspirational things I, I see people doing but that how they learn and what the potential is. You think if they become a tradesman, they they set their own business up. You know, Stephen, Stephen uh, Johnson, you know, the installers working for Kuka, working. They're on six figures plus. Yeah, they're they're, they're creaming it. They're doing so well.
1: I, I was I was exactly the same. Like at, at school, that I was always all right. I wasn't like didn't. I got two Bs, two Cs, and the rest Ds and Es. Like. Wasn't That's it? about my stamp, mate. I'll, it's like they could do better I'll stamp, put it. Didn't strong. In fact, I had to take my maths three or four times to get yeah. into college. But from college
0: Did you take the higher paper or a lower paper mate? I think it's lower paper. Yeah, because I, I was in I was going for the one that gives you the A or B. Yeah. But then you could get nothing. And they, they put their arm around my shoulder a bit of coaching saying, you know, we think we're just gonna put you down to the, yeah. the, to the other one, and you could get definitely it. get a C. I dropped down and got the C. Yeah. and I was really pleased I did that because I, you know, I don't think I could have got the the no, higher stuff. But but that was that was a good teacher that did it. Yeah, you know, and 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 and, you, and that kind of where where I guess we were with those grades, Jamie. We're that kind of you're not flying at the top where they want to celebrate you and push you harder, yeah. but you're not right down at the bottom where they've got to get you to a pass level, and you could be forgotten there, the, can't you?
1: The best thing for me was at college and. I don't even know, I don't think she's teaching now, but...
0: Where'd you go to college? Lewis. Yeah?
1: My best teacher was a a woman called Margaret Page. Shout out to Margaret Page. She was a legend and she was proper strict. But I don't know what it was, but she taught us um, sport and she's brilliant. Mm. Absolutely. And she literally just mapped it out and it just clicked. I ended up getting two A's and a C. Got into Southampton. I did a gap year in Australia because it was the best thing. And then did my I did degree. That. Could you try again? Don't you love Siri when it goes on?
0: I mean, I, 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 she just wants
1: confirmation <laughs> you did do the gap year
0: in Australia, yeah. to be fair. I um, think we leave that in, Charlie. <laughs> I think we've got to leave that in, That's mate. That's brilliant. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then sort of got the degree at, at uni, got a 2 1, ended up doing post-grad at Birmingham, and then ended, then went on to do my master's. If you'd have said to me at 16, you get mastered, I laughed at you. No yeah. chance. But it, you develop in different stages.
0: But, but, but that's life, though. I mean, you know, I, 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 I told a story that, that was like from growing up on a single parent Fulham cancer estate, working on a market stall, misspent, and I will use the words misspent youth on the football terraces and, uh, and, and, and the Acid House era, because that was my time. Uh, but misspent youth on the football terraces, um, corporate boardrooms, because I did work for merchants at a long time, um, to a life-changing recruitment business, yeah. busy, and now I do digital storytelling. Who would have mapped that out? Yeah, you know, because all I really all I really did as a as a young sales rep, young sales manager was talk to people. Yeah. You know, and I really enjoyed talking to people and I had the ability to listen and remember. And that, that's there's some gifts. But it is it's amazing how your path goes. So you you've gone from, you know, just scra- well, not scraping through, but you've gone from that, that guidance at college yeah, yeah. all the way up to master's, why you're working, you've now got your own business, let's put you in front of the next generation yeah. and share that story because oh. I, I think if you get the right person, I mean, I'm, you know, I've, I've done work at Lewis Prison, with prisoners that, that want to set their own business up, I've done work with schools and colleges and, you know, sometimes you, you can just pick two or three people that have got something and you're like, oh, absolutely, yeah, it comes, it comes.
1: And I think this is where the, the BMF uh, the ambassador um, sort of role comes in where actually you can go out and actually start talking to kids. And actually Mickey get... Philippa was doing
0: that for a while. And yeah, I, 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 I saw I him love, a couple of weeks ago. Actually. I love Mick. You know, so so Mick mix Mick, mix quality. You know, so we go back a long long way. Yeah. Uh, and, and and if you put someone like him in front of the of anyone, yeah. you're gonna feel inspired.
1: Yeah, you can't not. And I think the 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 thing that's now plugging, just about to plug the gap that's been long coming, is the the new leap apprenticeship. Uh, forum that BMF just released, this is for the first time actually given a pathway for the apprenticeships, for the college trainees to go through and actually map map the process through, so from apprenticeship all the way through. So mm. if you want to be in the yard, if you want to be in finance, there's there's a role there for you with the education on it to support. I mean, take, taking off my Foyne Jones hat,
0: taking off my Jones digital hat, taking off my Fulham hat, which I've got on, uh, just parking all that for one side. If Jamie Pierce, if you're ever doing anything in and around this area with like that generation of people and you need, need someone, a co-pilot or someone to come yeah. along, and I'd love to be involved in anything like that with there you. Because it's
1: something I'm really passionate about. I think about? actually in a couple of weeks' time there's a construction excellence uh, I think it's a meeting or something, and they're pl- plugging about going into schools. I mean our two stories could work.
0: Yeah. I'm just I'm just I'm just seeing it as something. Be a really I'm nice, seeing it as something that, that people can people can really resonate because see, it is it is that that's gonna inspire.
1: You also got me thinking about how we could actually give back. And that part of now running the business, you're allowed to give back in terms of the education, going into schools. Mm. But like sort of running like seminars and stuff like that for kids that
0: but, but do you know <laughs> we we've got we've got colour coded t- timing things here. So, but do you know you know another thing you mentioned about, about college? Like I went to a, 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 quite a tough Fulham school. I mean, it closed down a couple of years after I left. There, you know, the police used to turn up in assembly and arrest people. It was it was tough. Yeah. But you know, I did okay, and, and I did okay because I played football to a reasonable level. I was sporty, and, and you got your head down. You yeah. had the intelligence. But I went to Kingston College, which to me was a different world. That was I got a bus from Putney Bridge, and it took me to this place called Kingston, which had trees and grass and. And lots of nice girls from nice girls' schools in and around the area. So very different learning. I think I, I think and I did business marketing like a BTEC.
1: I think yeah, it was called. I did BTEC, yeah. But but
0: but the couple of years I did there, I learned so much. I learned yeah. how to work a computer. I learned, you know, and those skills you, you take everywhere.
1: And that that's the one thing. So we talk about sort of apprenticeship, but also not everybody can afford to you know, further education, and that's where it's sort of. Working with the Worshipful company, their sort of um, a bursary form that actually, you know, there's £2,000 available for education going forward. So, working with the Renny Day Trust, you can, as long as you're working within the building materials sector, so manufacturer, merchant, supplier, you can actually have access to that and actually push your f- career further. So, let's, think-
0: use, let's use this episode. Let's use episode seven of, of the Four and Jones show to send that message, Jamie. What we'll do is we will include that on all of our marketing, all of our content. We'll that let people know those bursaries are available. Awesome. We'll get our, when we put our teaser clips out, Charlie, we'll make sure these feature high, highly on the teaser yeah. clips and we'll bang the drum because actually we can help people yeah. and we can do more than give something back. It's been a brilliant, brilliant episode. Um, personally, I like the Brighton and Fulham banter the best. I, yeah. I, had, that, I had that in our script. I had it there. Brighton and Fulham banter. That was, that was, well, this, this is the podcast diary, Charlie. This is the podcast diary. So we had that in there. And um, I'll tell
1: you what, I'd like to invite you to a Brighton match when Fulham aren't playing, because you, um, you'll probably be on TV quite a bit. So anytime you want to come down, as oh, my guest, I'd be, I'd be honest. And, and, and I will,
0: as, as, as we're gifting, I've got, two, I've got two little presents for you just to wrap the show up. Um, and I will get you to, well, you, I'll get you to Craven Cottage whenever you want, but there's one for you, sir. Signed copy
1: of my book, Lockdown Diaries,
0: as one for your sister, because oh. of all the good stuff she did for my Henry. So.
1: Shout yeah, out to right? Inspire Gardens. Shout out <laughs> to Inspire
0: Gardens. <laughs> Laura, you wait till you fine, or you've got an idea what Henry's going to be doing, but um, she was brilliant. Absolutely oh, brilliant. I'll pass it on. Thanks, there mate. Really appreciate it. Really good to get you on the show. Um, Charlie, before we finish, I've just got something I'd like to say. Um, I got some, um thank you, Jamie and Charlie, for your patience today. I've. Uh, i wouldn 't say i 've been fully matched for it i got some quite quite shocking news yesterday uh, well, this morning that um one of my closest mates uh, someone I grew up with on the terraces at Fulham Mickey Hitchcock um and he is from the Hitchcock family so so that you know so so mickey hitchcock um he sadly lost his battle with cancer he leaves um he leaves his granddaughter he leaves some, he leaves his boys his grandson he 's an absolute Top, top lad. And, and you, you say these things quite quite regularly now, and they're chanting a lot, but Mickey Hitchcock from Fulham was one of your own. Um, God rest your soul, Mickey. RIP, mate. You are forever Fulham, and you always be in mine and my family's hearts. Thanks for listening. That was The Foyne Jones Show, Episode 7. Jamie, you've been a brilliant guest. We will see you next time with a special guest from the world of plant hire, and she has got a story to tell. We're The Foyne Jones Show, getting you back to business thanks for listening that's the end of the podcast in the next episode I'm joined by the talented El Iwandu from Mr Plant Hire